0: Summer Skate Studios, West.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast, brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and Behind the your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at behindthemask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to RebelHockey.com. Top Golf, play around, food, fun, golf, something for everyone at TopGolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to the debut episode of the new American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. This is where we talk ACHA hockey, but we spread it out to cover the entire country to talk about the top 20 teams as the season It gets going here this fall right now, though, we're going to be doing some different things. Stephen Marsh and myself will be uh, talking about uh, the past uh, a little bit and the future of uh, the World Cup of University Hockey Games. So we'll have that for you in just a minute. Scott Strandy with you today, 17 stories up above the beautiful Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada. My co-host, as always, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh, Stephen, how are you? And uh, welcome to the new American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast.
2: Are you excited, my friend? Take a breath there (laughs) after all. (laughs) I'm just convinced that every like every year you find a way to make the name of this show even more um, even more difficult to pronounce. You oh, know how come long on. it took me to get come used on. to saying the the, the the last name of the show. <laughs>
1: well, now it's easy. It's the American Collegiate <laughs> Hockey <laughs> Top Twenty.
2: How is it? How it how just is it?
1: rolls off your tongue.
2: And the other thing is, it, it makes me think I'm we're listening to like those Top Twenty radio shows where they count Whoa, down like the. Well, 20, it'll be close. We'll be counting out like Casey Kasem. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like a little Casey Kasem action. Yes, yeah, for old school radio stuff. There, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, how are you? How are things in Vegas?
2: Oh, uh, good, good. I mean, it's uh, it was ninety three degrees yesterday. We just went right from winter to summer, and uh, you know, and that's uh, and I know in Laughlin you were a little bit warmer there, so um, toasty ninety eight. <laughs> there you go, but but, anyway. but but you're down there by the you're down there at Harris Laughlin, so you can get down there by the pool and, and yeah, that. we're
1: seventeen stories above the river at the moment. Yeah, it's a beautiful view and uh, always great to have the partners on board with us. So as we continue to grow this, we'll look for new ones. I know we're on a tight time schedule, but um, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you talk a little bit about, uh, if you can introduce to our listeners, the World Cup of University Hockey. There's a tongue twister for you. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to get connected with the um, head coach of the national champion Minot State Beavers. And when I have him on, I'll come back. It should be just a minute or so. And we'll be talking to the head coach, Wyatt Wasselunchuk from Minot State. So, Stephen, take it away. Yes.
2: Yeah, so the ACHA season is over with, but the uh... – well, the the national tournament is over with, but about a couple weeks now. But we've got the World Cup of University Hockey taking place. Uh, it's in uh, Carta, Romania. This is uh, we've got Team USA, we've got Team Canada, we've got some teams from some other countries. But the the Canadian teams and the USA teams are pr- comprised primarily. if not all by ACHA players. Uh, so here's some information about it. Uh, it's going to be. It starts this week. Some of the, the the teams took off. The players took off to uh, to Carta, Romania and unfortunately we didn't get our budget approved in time to be there on location but <laughs> that's okay uh, i don't think i don't know if we wanted to be there in person but here's here's the information so first let's talk about the time difference because some of these the times of these games are going to be uh, interesting uh carter Romania is seven hours ahead of us and if scott was listening he, he's all about the time zone so he, he really need to he would really need to pay attention to this uh, but carter Romania is seven hours ahead of us in the eastern uh, daylight time zone by the way, keep Keep track of this. There'll be a test later. Uh, Eight hours ahead of uh, Central Time Zone, nine hours ahead of the Mountain uh, Time Zone, and ten hours ahead for those out here in the Pacific and Arizona Time Zones, uh, which, of course, right now are are the same. Um, You can buy tickets to this, quote-unquote tickets. I mean, unless you can be there in person, it's basically you can buy a ticket to watch the broadcast of it. It's a pay-per-view sort of thing. Uh, It's a certain cost for the The ACHA, Facebook uh, and Twitter accounts have the information about how much it costs, but it's in the uh, currency of Romania and I didn't have time to convert it into U S dollars. So if you have some time to do that, you can, uh, so you can, it's five game, whatever currency Romanian uses, uh, Steven, we are all set. We have, Um,
1: we have the head coach from the, the, uh, now I guess we'll be defending, but the national champions from ACHA M1 hockey. We've got the head coach from Minot State University, Wyatt Wasselentrek, is with us. I think he's in Canada traveling, seeing some family and friends that he hasn't seen in a long time. But Wyatt, Scott, and Stephen, with you? How are you, my friend?
3: Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm doing really well. It's uh, like you said back back home, getting to see some family and uh, enjoying a little bit of downtime away from the rink
2: congrats on winning the national uh, championship uh, talk talk about what what's what's that like uh winning winning the championship
1: well i don't know if you you could hear stephen on there now probably oh. not but oh. he he said congratulations <laughs> on the championship he he wanted to know what your uh what your thoughts were on that and uh how how it uh all came together for you
3: oh man you know what it was uh pretty pretty surreal you know what uh bring back the group of of young men that we did and, you know, the lose in the fashion that we did the year before. and Just to come back with that mindset that we weren't going to be denied. And, and, uh, you know, just to to see all those guys celebrating at the end was just so, so special.
1: Okay. And and we'll get to more of that in just a minute. I guess I'll relay the questions through Steven since we're having some connections, uh, getting you to hear him. But, um, I, I want to know and and maybe our listeners want to know where in the heck is home for Wyatt Wasselunchuk?
3: <laughs> well, uh, you know, my not my <laughs> home now, I've been there for 10 of the last 12 years, but um Vancouver, just outside of Vancouver, BC is where I did most of my growing up, but I was born in uh, Yorkton, Saskatchewan and I moved to BC at a young age and now my uh, my mom and and brother and sister live in Kelowna, British Columbia. So I'm out I'm out in Kelowna right now and uh Enjoying uh, a little nicer weather than in Minot. I know there's still quite a bit of snow on the ground.
1: (laughs) Uh, How is is that beautiful scenery out there, too? It's gorgeous in that part of the country, isn't it? It's
3: it's beautiful, yeah. It's it's a darn nice place. and I don't know if you can find uh, a better spot to hang out in the summer, that's for sure, but uh, it's certainly nice to get back here.
1: All right, Stephen, you pass the uh, question on to me, and I'll pass it on to Wyatt for you.
2: Well, he uh, uh, he, you know, he touched on the fact that you know they, they a year ago they got knocked out pretty early in the tournament and then bounced back this year to win the national championship. So I'd like to know, like, w- was that like the like the theme and the message this year was redemption from the year before, and getting back to the tournament and going and, and actually winning the whole thing.
1: All right, let me see if I can relay that. Wyatt <laughs> Stevens, uh, Stevens, interested because he saw you guys play uh, in St. Louis and uh, he, he wanted to know if this season was kind of the message of redemption because you saw how how easily and how precious uh that national tournament is and was that kind of uh, in the works all season long for you guys
3: yeah you know what like what's crazy is i feel like we had no you know we had a, a very very good team this year but we had a fantastic team last year and, and that just goes to show you how tough that national tournament is i mean for us to do it in the fashion that we did this year two overtime games and the national final one nothing Um, any of those games could have gone the other way. And and just as we saw last year in the first round against Ohio, um, you know, that that tournament format is is unlike anything I've ever been a part of in hockey until I I, I was playing at that level. And, um, yeah, I I can tell you that my my four fifth-year seniors, I had texts within 24 hours saying I'm coming back to do my grad grad programs and student (laughs) teaching because that's not the way we want to go out. And um, that was the message, and those four leaders carried us the entire way.
1: Talk a little bit, if you can, about uh, your season because where you're located up in Minot, you play an independent schedule, but you play a lot with Jamestown and and other uh, schools up in that neck of the woods. How much does that help you prepare? Because a lot of times people look at it and go, yeah, you play Jamestown all the time, but they're a heck of a program too. And you do travel and you do invite people to come up and play you.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I'll, I'll tell anybody that I, I choose to stay as an independent because I can pick and choose to, you know, we went to Ohio this year. We were at, uh, you know, we were at Liberty this year. We played Jamestown eight times. We, um, you know, have have you married an hour and a half away. Um it's it's so nice to be able to play those top top end programs. Yeah, we went to UCO as well, and so, um, but Jamestown is, is such a good ally of ours. I mean, Dean runs a hell of a program out there, and to play them eight or ten times a year is uh, it's, it's the best thing for us. Um, because hey, they were point one seconds away from a Final Four. Yeah. Um, so you know anybody that says, well, yeah, you play Jamestown. 10 times a year I mean that's as tough a team as, as we play all year like they are very very good and now obviously with the ends team that like, you marry jumping up to our level that's going to be another six games a year and, um I mean when half your schedule is is those rivalry type games against top end programs like that um that's what you know that's what prepared us and, uh, and that's what keeps us sharp
1: and and that does not um take away from, from the travel budget either as much, does it?
3: No, that's certainly nice. I know my athletic director doesn't mind us uh, <laughs> heading down the road to Jamestown or you mary versus a you know, 15, 18-hour bus ride to uh, Ohio or DCO. But, hey, you know what? We're willing to go anywhere. Uh, and that's uh, that's been our MO since, since I joined the program in 2010, and um, that's something that I've carried on as a coach is, you know, if you'll come to us, we're gonna to come to you, and and uh, typically we'll go there a year early and, and build that relationship, and we're gonna have some great road trips ahead of us this coming season.
1: All right, hold on a second. I'll see if Stephen's got another one for you. Go ahead, Steven.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know if you know, or or when you guys came back from the national term, I saw I saw news reports about you know people their reception, you know, giving you a good reception when you came back. So that had to feel nice that you've you've got that support in the in the community there that and you came, came back from the uh, tournament that there was a good crowd there to to cheer you guys on after winning the championship.
1: Yeah. That was going to be my question too, Wyatt. So we're thinking alike here, but, uh, <laughs> oh, we, oh, that's scary. <laughs> we, we all saw the videos of, uh, of you guys arriving back in Minot and the reception that you got and, and just the overwhelming support. And, and I know you've been around the program for a while, as you said, and, and worked with Wade and, and played for Wade and, and knew what that was like. But, um, it had to be special being the head coach of this team and to have that national championship trophy with you and bringing it around the city of Minot.
3: Yeah, it was just so special. And, and you know, you guys have been around the ACHA for a long, long time, and it's not to discount any programs. I mean, I have so much respect for coaches and management that run these programs, but, um, you know, we're a fully fledged varsity program at, at Minot State University, and that tells you the kind of support we have from the school. and. You know, on any given night, we're playing in front of fifteen hundred people and packing that Miss Arena, and um, it's just so special. It's a big deal in that city, and and um, that was just about as uh, pr- you know, that was probably as proud as I've ever been. Being a part of this program was was coming down that escalator and seeing <laughs> one hundred and fifty people there at the airport at ten o'clock at night, and um, it means a lot uh, from. Not just our administrative staff, but all of our sponsors and, and supporters and fans. It's uh, it's something we don't take lightly, and it's it's the reason why we why we have the team we do. Is these these guys want to play in front of people? They want to be relevant, and, and um, we couldn't do it without those that support us.
1: Why your team? Uh you know, is built to play a physical style, to be a sh- strong style. And you can play any style. You can score if you need to. You can stop people if you need to. But talk about, if you can, just the uh, the uh games in the national tournament because I thought you adjusted very well to play your style. Did you feel that way through all the games?
3: Yeah, you know what? I think that I learned a lot last year as, as my first year as a head coach. And, um, you know, we <laughs> – we didn't lose a lot of games last year. Um, we lost our, our last game was December tenth, right, or March March tenth or whatever day it was. Uh, loss at Nationals, and I don't think I changed enough. I think I just kind of wrote a good thing and, and figured, hey, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, this year we went into every single game at Nationals and every game um, all season long with with a different approach and and um, played off other team's strengths and weaknesses and, and what are we going to do different to, to counter what they're doing and um I, I did a couple interviews and i talked about like our first game versus our fourth game i mean we look like a completely different team because we had to kind of trap adrian we had to slow them down through the neutral zone we really had to try and minimize their their speed and skill and so we did it was kind of a, a little 2000 new jersey devils look that we kind of (laughs) threw at them um and you know what at the end of the day they don't ask how it's it's just if you get it done and um because we weren't we weren't gonna you know as skilled as we are we're not going to be able to run and gun with a team like Adrian or a team like Liberty we have to, to be really structured in our D zone and um yeah I was really proud of the way that the guys adjusted and um that comes from practice that comes from my 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 coaching staff um You know, countless hours of videos all season long and and sessions with our guys. And um, we were, I'm not going to say we were more structured this year, but we were just a little more adaptive to to our opponents. And obviously it worked out in the end.
1: Steven, you got another one I can relay to Wyatt for you? Sure. I I just ask him about the. No no worries, Wyatt. That is my connection issue. So no problem, but uh, he's going to give it back to me. Hold on.
2: No. So, you know, ask him about the just. Being in that national tournament, how difficult it really is and how important it is to get one of those top four spots to get that extra day in between the, their first game and then their, their next game to have that extra day of, of rest in there.
1: Uh, another good question. This is one I was thinking of too. Okay, Wyatt, Uh-oh. so uh, so Stephen wants to know uh, how important was it to get that extra day in there by being a top four seed of course, you were the number one uh, seed, but how important is that during the regular season? Is that something you guys talk about and work on to get there to be able to uh, to play the way you need to play to, to win this title?
3: You know what, I think this year we focused a little bit more on that ranking than we ever have um, because it is. You do want to be in that top three, top four, and certainly if you're one, then um, I, I as a goaltender, I as a hockey player was certainly – You know, a creature of habit. So being able to go to the national tournament, every game we know is going to be an 8.30 start. Um, Having that routine that we can stick with is certainly nice. And even down the stretch, like, we were focused on, like, hey, we want to stay at number one. We want to control our fate. We want to make sure that we know, you know, when our game times are. We don't want to be playing out of you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. and um, I think that, uh, that we did a really good job of, of being focused on that. And in the same breath, you also know that, hey, if you're going in as the number one seed, everybody's going to want to take you down. So um, I do think that we focused on a little bit more this year, just in terms of, hey, it's nice to get there, be familiar. Um, and then obviously the day off is huge. And um, But in the same breath, like we played on the Friday, you have Saturday off and that's three games in three days um personally i'll be completely honest i'd almost rather see two days and then two or yeah you maybe almost i talk you know you talk to a lot of people and it's like hey maybe you play on monday night and then the championship is until wednesday because that's a lot of hockey in a short period of time but i understand there's a lot going on there so um it was it was certainly a grind but but our our guys just worked so dang hard and our strength and conditioning coaches were so good with them this year i mean that's just what every opposing coach said. Was like you guys just didn't stop working, and, and uh, when you have that that inside of you as a player and as a team as a whole, I mean, you're a pretty dangerous team.
2: Right. Okay. Ask him uh, follow up to ask ask him about the just being there in Boston <laughs> and what's got another one. So hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the, what what's that like being in, in in Boston and for the uh, national tournament and what that setup was <laughs> like.
1: OK, uh, so Stephen's going to ask another question I was just going to ask you is, uh, what's it like in Boston uh, when you have to make that trip uh, all the way across the country? I know they put on a really good tournament, but but what was it like being there, especially St. Patrick's weekend and all that? Were there distractions? Were you able? Obviously, you win the tournament, so yeah, you weren't too distracted. But what was the overall experience like in Boston, Massachusetts?
3: well first of all it was terrifying because <laughs> you know you spend an ungodly amount on flights and hotels and, and you hope they are there for seven days and uh luckily it worked out because that was the first thing i thought of when i i saw the nashville was going to be a flight for us is oh boy we can't repeat what we did last year so uh, it wasn't a distraction what was really really cool was we probably had 50 or 60 parents and family and girlfriends in attendance. Um, they did their share of partying in Boston. I know if they went out on Friday and Saturday, they actually had a our, all of our parents did like an eight hour party bus in Boston. Um, it was super cool. And you know what? That's what it's all about. Like the, our team, not only are our boys as tight as I've ever seen as a group, our parent group is just like so, so so fun and, and so supportive and and it's just like it was just a big giant family and to have you know and, and i understand it's a neutral site and you're not playing in front of a thousand people but even to have those hundred people there um all the way in boston from all over canada and and north dakota like it was uh it, it was certainly the push that uh that got us over the hump and obviously our women's team being there was huge and all their families and um, boy, my heart went out to them losing that game in the final. But, um, they, man, they sure had a heck of a season in tournament. And um, It was great. The experience was awesome. I, I, I think that uh, Russ and, and Brian and, and everybody involved did a really, really good job. And man, oh, man, I just uh, – I would not want to be the guy that's scheduling five <laughs> national tournaments in the same facility at the same time. That's uh, pretty unbelievable, but they did a heck of a job.
1: Okay, final one for you, we'll let you go on this one. Um, when you think back to the growth of ACHA Hockey, and you've had a chance to to play it, to watch it, to coach it, um, how much has it grown, Wyatt? And how good are the top 20, 25 teams in the country right now? Because it seems to me, and that's why I wanted to change the name of this podcast and start to focus on those teams all season long, because it seems like it's getting really, really good to me.
3: It is. You know what? start like i i had that conversation and some of my teammates would probably kill me for saying this but you know we won a national we won our first national championship and i was fortunate enough to be a player in 2013 and i wouldn't have been close to making this team um it's just it's grown so much i mean this year we have 25 tier two players that you know come from Unbelievable Junior A programs in the North American League, the Saskatchewan Junior League, the Manitoba League, I mean, BC, you name it. Think. Um, and that's the same for, for all, you know, top 15, top 20 teams. They're recruiting well and have good support from their universities. And so um, it's grown so, so much. It's it, it's unbelievable the depth that a lot of these teams have. and um, It is. It's a viable option. It's a very viable option over, you know, a, a small private d three school that, you know, every one of my players has a shoebox for all those letters, but the, the cost involved is, is a big, big factor, obviously, and um, and the hockey's darn good, so um, for me, it works out really, really well. I mean, my recruiting is, is pretty darn easy because it's so close to home for a lot of these guys, and they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends. And, and all of a sudden you got a pretty darn good program. And I know that uh, a lot of those top 10, top 15, top 20 teams are doing the same thing. So it's darn good. You know, that hockey at the national tournament is uh, is as good a hockey as I've ever been a part of. And, and it's uh, it's pretty darn special. And I only see it getting better from here on out.
1: Wyatt, really good stuff. Uh, I just want to know one final thing. What was that first conversation like with Wade Regeer? Uh, when you won it and you realized you guys were national champions again
3: oh all good you know what? it's it's a lot of support back there for sure and um you know it's obviously he he meant so much to our program for so so long and um he'll always be the one that, that won the first one and um, just just he really put this program on the map and so we're forever forever thankful for him and all that he did for us for sure
1: Wyatt Wasselentzik, thanks so much. Congratulations on an uh, ACHA National Championship. I almost said NCAA. Is there, is there any hope that we're going to get you guys to the NCAA level and see some well, battles really between good. the fighting Sioux and not <laughs> yeah, Well, we got a
3: couple. I don't know if you saw that we announced that we're going to be at Denver next year, so that'll be a pretty cool experience.
1: I did see that. Uh, Denver and Colorado College, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. In, uh in January, and, or uh, late December, and that sounding like uh, Anthony and I are going to hook up out in Vegas, and we'll, we'll head there for a couple of games, so that would be really cool, and that out in your neck of the woods, I saw that Chad was able to get a game with Greg at ASU, so a lot of good things happen in the NCAA.
1: Absolutely. Wyatt, thanks so much again for joining us. Enjoy the summer, and um, we'll look forward to catching up to you to uh, talk a little bit more about the defending of the national championship as the season gets going.
3: Yes, sir, that sounds Scott and Steve, thank you so much for for your time and and all you do covering our league.
1: All right, that's the head coach from the national champion Minot State Beavers joining us. Wade, Wade Regeer. man, I'm stuck on that Wyatt Wasilewicz. There's, there's a lot of W's there, Stephen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we appreciate. That's why they Wyatt. pay you the, That's why they pay you the big bucks, Scott. Do they?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Boy, I want to find out where those are. going <laughs> go a going go a treasure, treasure hunt or something. Absolutely. you are in
2: Laughlin. Maybe the big bucks are there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Anyway,
1: uh, <laughs> uh craziness, but man, I was great to catch up with Wyatt. He's such a good uh, uh ambassador for the for the ACHA. He talked about it. He said he's going to hook up with uh with UNLV in Vegas. So you got that to put on your calendar for this upcoming season. We know they're going to play Denver and Colorado College over the holiday season. Um they they're just they're just the epitome of what it takes to, to win championships. And, um, you know, we got a minute or two to, before we get into it, cause, uh, our presenting partners and studio partners are us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got a minute to catch up here, but, um, just your thoughts, Stephen, uh, on what you heard from Wyatt, and I know it was kind of tough being you had to relay them uh, the questions.
2: No, I think it's, it's a scary thought that we were on the same wavelength here with some of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I you know it's I love these I love these uh, turnaround stories. A lot of times we see it in in sports world. The year before, maybe obviously they don't have a good you know tournament or or playoff or whatever, and then the next year they come around and they uh, they turn around. And we saw we see it in um, in professional sports. We see it at, uh, in the collegiate level at times and different things. And and, uh, and for him, you know, it was his first year being a, a head coach. At that level, with with Ryan, i say, obviously being familiar with that hit program and its history, though playing there and everything, and and uh, you know, I think sometimes there's a bit of an, a, a learning curve there, and I think he learned and the team learned, and and I think it certainly gave them the motivation to to get back there and to not only just get back there, but to compete and actually win the championship, which is what they were able to do. But it was not easy for them. Uh, They had quite a couple of scares and even the championship game was a, was a, a one nothing game. So it could, it could have gone either way. There was a couple of times during that tournament that, that it could have. So uh, again, that just shows you how tough the ACHA is and it's getting better every year. And, you know, I think, but you know, the Minot state obviously is, is one of the gold standards of the ACHA. It's become that now as they I have think this is now their third title. And, uh, and, and, and so it's it's credit to them and, and and they're gonna wanna repeat that next year and it's it's very tough to repeat and
1: Oh that- boy, you're telling yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> It is a battle. I, I thought We the, didn't have
2: that this year, though, because the only— Because <laughs> no, somebody moved the, on, didn't they? Because <laughs> the, the, the winner moved up, graduated to the, the NCAA level. So that was that was why we didn't have a repeat this year. I mean, although who knows if they would have repeated if they stayed in the ACHA. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I hear you. Um, well, we're going to get to a break here in just a second. We're going to come back. And uh, I recorded a visit with Adrian College's head coach, Gary Astalis, and also the head coach from the World Cup of University Hockey. Uh, in Romania, we'll get back and, and listen to Gary's interview, and uh, Stephen and I'll break it down for you in just a couple of minutes. One thing, Stephen, I do want to say quickly is that uh, I was really um, kind of surprised that that Wyatt said. You know, when he saw the tournament was in Boston, he was going like, "Oh my goodness, we're going to spend all this money on this flight. We can't repeat what happened last year." <laughs> that anxiety—that's a lot of honesty. But I think we were all thinking that for everybody's like, I, I love hey, that. Yeah, yeah. If we if we go there, man, it, it's a lot of money, and you don't want to lose right away and head home. So,
2: well, we had our, that. We had that struggle. I mean, yes, we, we did. <laughs> we looked at things and and, and, and <laughs> realized how how probably it was how expensive and how far it was going to be, and so. We decided to, to hang, hang back and cover remotely this year. But, but I think, uh, yeah, that's a tough tough one for, for a place like Minot State, which is pretty far away still from Boston, and, of course, even further for like teams like UNLV in Arizona that had to travel all the way across the country. So,
1: All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back, and uh, let's talk with Gary Estalis in just a couple of minutes.
0: Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey at a big school of hockey field all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-Winning Barbecue Ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at jesse ray's barbecue today unlv rebel hockey located in fabulous las vegas nevada is proud to partner with ice time hockey southwest as a premier acha division one university unlv offers a unique chance to play college hockey experience a pro setting in hockey mad las vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20
1: all right welcome back in hockey fans wednesday night which means it is time to talk acha hockey on the
2: new american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast i bet paul just loved recording those
1: <laughs> he did a good job he did a really good job uh he was focused he had the I week off for take, spring oh, break i
2: wonder how many takes it took him to do it though <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you'll have to ask him that anyway scott Strandy with you today 17 stories up above the beautiful colorado river uh, in uh, Laughlin. Nevada. It'd been appropriate
2: if you are at the 20th floor for the yeah, top 20 show. <laughs> yeah, I
1: couldn't get to the 20th floor, but they got me up to the 17th and they gave me a corner room and I got a beautiful view of the city and Bullhead city and Laughlin and the river. So I'm not complaining. Anyway, Stephen Marsh joining me as always from Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's a uh, toasty 90 some degrees, I'm sure out there and wind starting to pick up again and going to be in, mm-hmm. in play tomorrow. But Okay, Steve, only in the, the 80s today, by the way, only in the 80s. Here's the deal. I know uh, when I was connecting with Wyatt, you were telling the audience about the World Cup of University Hockey. Well, I had a chance to catch up with Gary Astollis, and, man, uh, he's such a trooper. When every time I ask him, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He drops everything down. Of course, he's coaching with Michael Rivera and uh, his uh, relative, I believe, Frank DiFaristo? I I can never get Frank's name right. Frank, just punch me the next time you see me and uh, I'll work on getting it right but um, anyway uh, so they were on a bus from Albany, New York to JFK and I had a chance to visit with them, catch up on the trip to Romania. Uh, I apologize for the first start uh, of the, it's kind of quiet because I wasn't able to to get the connection going for about two minutes in so um, excuse me for the first part and then I promise The remaining 14 minutes or so are very, very good with Gary Stollis. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to the brand-new, renamed podcast. It is now the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. And we're going to start off with uh, big news today because the U.S. team is headed to the World Cup of University Hockey Games. I think I got that right, but I've got the head coach from Team USA, Gary Estales, with me. Uh, Gary, you're on the bus, getting ready to head to the airport and then off for a long flight over to Romania. How are things so far, and
2: thanks for coming on. Yeah, I no, appreciate the coverage. I know uh,
3: it's, it's been a lot of work the last few months getting this all together, and we're really excited, we're really looking forward to the opportunity, and uh, as you mentioned, we're, we're on the bus heading head to JFK right now.
1: Gary, this has been in the, in the works for a little while now, so you guys have had a chance to uh, to uh, get the roster together and you've seen them now for, what, a couple of weeks together as far as practicing? A week? Not even that long? How long's it been?
3: Yeah, our first practice was actually yesterday, so we've uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've done some Zoom calls uh, with you know, some getting some to know each other stuff and some, also some hexes and O's, so uh, yesterday we kind of had our first big meeting and and then we did, you know, video and systems team bonding, and then went to our first practice. And then we did a, uh, you know, a little mini um, uh,
2: exhibition scrimmage with Team Canada.
3: So that was that was nice. So uh, had our second practice this morning, and it went really good. And and uh, so we're, we're kind of got uh, two more practices over in Romania, and then we'll play we'll play Sweden
1: in the opening game. Okay, so you're kind of familiar with these guys being in the ACHA, but tell me a little bit about this roster. Uh, there's some bulldogs on there. There's some uh, <laughs> there's some rivals from all over, but uh, what's it like putting this group together and uh, how they come together this quickly? Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. we got a really good group of
3: kids. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, a very diverse group, which is what we wanted. And, and so, you know, old, young guys and older guys and all in different kind of parts of their college career, if you will. But um, it's been awesome. I know uh... you know Ribs and Frankie and I have really enjoyed kind uh, of getting to know these guys on a personal level and, and and meeting kids that you know you only play against, so you don't really know who they are. And and kind of what a vibe found in these last kind of couple of weeks, you know, working together. And now the two days here is it's we got a really good group of young men and kids who are motivated and, and kids that uh, work hard and. It's it's uh, It's been awesome. Got a really good group of kids.
1: You know, you guys play a lot of games, obviously, within the U.S. and in the ACHA, but now it's a, a world event, and some of the guys have played probably in world events before uh, in, in foreign competition, but is there a little bit of uh, excitement, anxiety, all that stuff of just getting to Romania and getting settled and getting ready to play?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the guys were even gripping the sticks a little bit in those first 10-15 minutes yesterday, but... What I would say is I I, I think we feel extremely prepared. Uh, guys like Brian Moran, Paul Eber, uh, Craig Barnett's been over there. Like a lot of these these guys in these leadership roles have, have done this before. So obviously with Ribs and Frankie and I this is our first time doing a international tournament, but uh, we've got a lot of good advice along the way. Uh, you know, with travel and setting up our sleep schedule with the time difference, and uh, you know, we we have a lot of support. So I think our guys feel supported. I think our guys feel prepared, and we kind of you know we're ready to kind of get over there and get rocking and rolling.
1: You mentioned you started off with of Sweden, but uh, you're in a pool. It's a pool series type tournament, right? So you're in a pool or whatever, and and there's another group. So give us a little thumbnail if you can about your pool and what you expect from those teams if you know anything about them at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, we don't know much. You know, We uh, the Sweden rosters obviously kind of do a little digging, but you, you don't really know what you're going to see. So for that first game with Sweden, like there's there's no free scout you know, we're, we're kind of just going in and trying to, try to control what we can control and stay within our systems. And that second game, uh, we have either Hungary or Slovakia, so we'll obviously see that play the day before and have a little bit of a better idea for a free scout but yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll play each team in the pool, and then hopefully we can make it to uh, the semifinals and and see
1: what we Give us a little thumbnail of your roster. How many Bulldogs do you have? How many guys from UCO? Who who stood out in the first couple of practices, or or just give us uh, where you think the strength might be?
3: Yeah, well, uh, in terms of the Adrian guys, I, you know, we have four guys here uh, on the U.S. team, um, so I. You know, I I think we got a little bit of everything. Um, What's neat is if we have three Adrian guys, we're stacking them on the line. We got three Liberty forwards, we're stacking them on the line. So for us to kind of build that consistency um, is ideal. And then, you know, you look at the inter-squad scrimmage with Canada yesterday. We had the last Selman kramer line, you know, pot two goals, which was – which was – I think they were buzzing. And, and then our Aldridge, Buchholz, and Simpson line, uh positive one as well. So I think, you know, we can roll four lines. And, um, you know, we got some really good PK shutdown guys like Jesse Lowell as well. And on the back end, I think we got seven shutdown deep. You know, you got uh, Baird and Cable, Finner, Kadoff, Bonner, Bombardier, Potter. So I think with those guys, you know, we have a really solid depth on the back end. And we can go with anyone in goal. we got Pavs. Uh, Barnhill and Bresty, those are three good guys that uh, were were key contributors to their team uh, in the back end for their for their season as well. So I think depth is on our side, and uh, I think the biggest thing is you know we don't want to sit back. We want to play fast. We want to play hard. We want to play smart, and I, I think we have the guys to to try and execute that.
1: Gary, when you put a roster like this together, it's uh, it's kind of an all star team. Sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge, but. Uh, I think in the ACHA it may be a little different because these guys uh, really are playing for the love of the game. There's no scholarships out there. There's no, uh, um, you know, cash being exchanged to play the game. So I think that might be an easier thing. Am I close on that at all?
3: I mean, it's tough. It's tough. We got a lot of power play guys, you know. <laughs> so we're we're st- we're starting with three units. Um, we're trying to disperse their the ice. I mean. We really don't want any of our D playing 30 minutes a night. So we're, we're trying to be strategic in a sense of, uh, you know, keeping the power play guys on the power play and our PK units on the PK. And I, I think that's the ideology behind it. But these kids work hard. I mean, um, you said, obviously, there's no scholarships, but these are some, some hell of good players and, um, you know, hardworking kids. and And I know some of these guys, these seniors, obviously – after their season end, they, they couldn't sign in a, a minor pro league like maybe the SP or something like that. So I think some of these seniors, too, have, have something to play for that they want to show. They want to continue playing next year, too. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, it's been tough, but it's a good group of kids. And I think the biggest thing, too, is they told the guys they're, they might be in a different role than they were on their team, and these guys are all in. I, the, the constant thing is, you know, whatever we need, coach, uh, wherever you need to put me is is what's best for the team, and I've I've heard that echoed from a ton of guys. So
1: I think we're all in the right mindset, right, to rock. Gary, I've talked to a lot of players that have played uh, international competition, and they'll all say to a man that uh, just putting on that red, white, and blue jersey, it's uh, it's a special feeling. Has that sense taken over you, the coaches, the rest of the players at this point yet, or is it going to take till maybe you get to the first game to you realize? Hey, we're playing for not just us, not just our school, not just our family, but we're playing for uh, the three letters the
3: USA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely in our intro meeting and uh, you know, I know Riv's touched on that a lot with our group. That was that was his big message is there's only uh the top whatever percent it is that's representing the ACHA and representing the United States. And I think there's a lot of pride, not just on the ice, but off the ice. We want to carry ourselves with class and respect and um, it's definitely something that we're prideful of. So, you know, I, I think our guys are, are well aware that this is a special time and a and, uh, really cool moment of their life. And, and I think they're, they're ready to uh, attack it and be ready to go.
1: Okay. Now give us a thumbnail on this trip to Romania. I haven't been there. I'm guessing you probably haven't either, but what do you expect? Uh, Food differences, time differences, (laughs) ice surfaces. Um, Is there anything similar to what you find here in the U S
3: Yeah, it's going to be different, right? Like there's, there's definitely a big time difference. Like the hope is on, even on the plane, we can get our guys adjusted because uh, we'll be on that plane for maybe seven, eight, nine hours. And, uh, I think we fly in the Germany and then Romania after that. So, uh, getting them on that sleep schedule is important. And, and then we practice tomorrow. So, um, and the, the surface, like you said, definitely is a big difference. Uh, obviously the ice is a lot wider. So we, we want our guys to stay within the dots and, and obviously be a little more strategic, but, um, everyone has to, to face, you know, these differences a little bit that's coming over. And, um, you know, we've, we've been harping on it. So I think the two days of practice in, in Romania will be huge. And, and, uh, you know, I think our guys will be ready. Okay. So you
1: talk about the ice or you talk about the travel, but, uh, a lot of people don't think about food adjustments. I mean, hockey players are, uh, uh, creatures of habit, I guess. And I know you have your pregame yeah. meals in the ACHA and all that. Uh, how's that all going to work for the guys and what kind of foods will you be eating?
3: Yeah. I'm not sure. To be honest, uh, you know, I I think here, uh, like I said, Paul and Brian and, and Craig have all done an amazing job making sure we're staying on task. Everyone's on time, meals are set up, everything like that. Um, so, you know, I I know they're they're already kind of getting. They have all that planned for when we get okay. over there. So, I'm not exactly sure how that will work, but I do know it's kind of all ready to go, and um, I'm sure I'm sure everything will be fine there.
1: Okay, how many teams total in this event, and uh, how many games will you play, and how many will you need to win to win this championship?
3: Yeah, so it'll be eight teams total. There's four in our pool. We'll have the three uh, round round-robin games, uh, and then I'm, I'm sure we'll at least need to win two to, to get to the semis, and then there's a pool of four on the other side. And so uh, we'll play three and three, then we'll have an off day, and then the semis and the finals will be the next two. So, um, you know, obviously we'd love to win all three in that pool play, but we'll see where, you know, we'll see where everything falls and, you know, give ourselves the best opportunity to get to the semis and take it a shift at a time and, and hopefully chip away. You
1: know, I asked you during the, uh, the the national tournament time, I said it's more of a get-together of, uh, of coaches, too. It's not just uh, the competing for the championship, but you guys have some time to be alone together and visit. Uh, now you've got two uh, people you know pretty well on your coaching staff. Um, tell us a little bit about what it's been like to, uh, you know, share uh, hockey thoughts with those two so far.
3: Yeah, it's been awesome. Like it's and and I think just spending so much time with with Mike Rivera and Frank cristofaro over the last like months, because we've been obviously planning this for for a while now. Um, I've already, like, just with the Zoom calls and stuff, already learned a lot from those two that uh, I, I even implemented in our stuff here at Adrian last year. Like, those are two intelligent guys, and I, I love picking their brain. I, I've called them both this past season, during the season, the situations on my own team where I, I picked their brain and, and got to learn from them, and they're uh, – you know, we're very, I think, like-minded and have a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences where, where we learn from each other. So I think that's been awesome. And, and now that we're here, uh, you know, Coach Petrusma is the head coach of Canada. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, and Jeffrey and Jeremy, the assistant coach on Canada, uh, and that's been great. And obviously you have Dr. Murdoch here who's, who's kind of a coaching legend, the ACHA. So you can I have all these different coaches here that you get to you know learn and meet and uh get to spend time with and i think just in our time in new york already we've we've really enjoyed spending time together and it's been it's been awesome
1: okay let me ask you this too because i haven't talked to you since the national championship game i thought your team played really well all the way to the very end you lost to a very very good might not state team but um how how's it been? Because I know it was a you know, it's it's a battle of competition, but I also know that it, there's really no shame in losing to a team as good as Minot State.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it was tough. It was tough. You know, I was, I was really proud of our guys and um uh, man, like I, I haven't been able to rewatch that game yet, but you know, hitting a couple bars and, and the shots basically being the same and I I thought our guys played really well. That broken stick open net on Mateo and like you go back and you just go through the sequence, like how you know, how can we not find the back of the net on one? But um I was really proud of our group, proud of our guys. Um and it's we got a good group of kids. Like that's the one thing that I've reflected on. Like you you go to you you battle with these kids for seven months and um you know, I'm just reminded, in every single year, like how special it is playing at Adrian, and how special of a group that we have, and um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's tough. And then obviously our NCAA team losing the national championship in overtime. There's some um, tough days in Adrian there for a couple of days. Those off, those offices were pretty pretty quiet, but we're all back at it. I I think it, it's made us hungrier. We're you know back on the recruiting jail and grinding and uh we'll be back next year we'll be right around
1: okay give us the uh, the last look of what today is like for you got up early you had a practice now you're on a bus where are you going to and then uh when do you finally end up in romania today or tomorrow or <laughs> who knows
3: yeah tomorrow yeah so we're, we're in albany right now we're just uh they had lunch on the bus for the guys and we're heading uh heading heading to jfk um and um then we fly I believe into Germany, uh, and then into Bucharest, and then um, and then we got a four-hour bus ride to to Carta, and then and then we practice. So it'll be a, a full day. We got to make sure we get those hours on on the plane and and sleep the best we can, and and then uh, we'll practice tomorrow, and and uh, and then I think the following day we'll have another practice, and I think we're we're going to check out uh, a tourist place uh kind of as a team there as well so um so yeah well we're uh we're not planning too much you know in the head we're kind of taking it day by day and um the guys are excited like it's a lively group energetic group uh, a group full of leaders so i know they're they're ready to, to get going and it's it's been awesome so far
1: Gary Assalas, appreciate your time as always. Safe travels over to Romania. Bring us back a, a gold medal for uh, Team USA in the World University of Hockey games, okay? Absolutely. We'll do our best. Thank you, Scott. That's Gary Assalas, the head coach from uh, Team USA, as they head off to Romania to uh, do battle. We appreciate his time as always. We'll be back with more on the new American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. All right, Stephen, that was a long one, but you got to hear it. Um, My arm is sore from holding that uh, recorder up to the microphone. But uh, what did you take away from Gary Stollis? Anything new that you heard in that?
2: Well, I know that that's not a a flight I'd like to take anytime soon. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. Every time you have an opportunity to compete on an international level like that, whatever it may be, it's got to be uh, it's got to be exciting and to be able to go to a place like that. Uh, Romania's got to be pretty cool, uh, you know, and they'll get to do some some sightseeing there. In addition to get playing some games there, I mean, just the game started just a couple of days from now, Friday. I was at, you know, before we started with uh, with Wyatt, uh, I was talking about it and didn't quite get to the schedule here, so maybe I do that real quick. But sure. yeah, I, I was, uh, it was, uh, it was good. And of course, Team Canada. So there's two teams with ACHA teams. We we know that the Team USA has. Players from, you know, different schools like Adrian. I know UNLV's got a, a couple of players representing both U.S. and Canada, Arizona as well.
1: Liberty UCO UCO so <laughs> Arizona yeah, so
2: Arizona exactly. So um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's good. But the first games uh, begin on uh, on on Friday, uh, you know, over there, and so it's gonna be uh, gonna be exciting. But I'm trying to find okay. schedule here again, but.
1: When you're looking for the schedule, let me uh, get a few of our partners in and then um, we'll come right back and you can refresh us on that and we'll kind of wrap things up on this very first episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. We'll be right back.
0: when you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than thirty-six thousand SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelors to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to SDSU.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you. And visit SDSUHockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and
3: its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score! Cross move! Jake Gensel. Gensel Gensel. banks it towards the goalie score! Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores! Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey.
0: Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcasts. American Collegiate Hockey Top
1: 20. All right, indeed it is. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Scott Strandy with you uh, from the beautiful city of Laughlin, Nevada, about 17 stories up above the Colorado River. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, out in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, did you find the uh, schedule of games, and are you able to tell us what's going on in Romania?
2: I did find the schedule, yes. And let's just say you're going to need to get up early and get some uh, get some coffee in you because uh, the schedule for Team USA, uh, starting Friday, the first game against Sweden is at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, so that's 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. And then Hungary is at uh, 4.15, that's the next day, on Saturday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, and then Slovakia at the 16th, at twelve PM Eastern Time, the schedule for Team Canada on Friday: they'll play Romania at twelve PM Eastern Time. On the fifteenth, they'll play Poland at five AM Eastern Time. So you're gonna have to get even earlier for that one. Two AM. <laughs> I am. T- <laughs> what is this? my stuff? Not we stuff. <laughs> I'll be sl- I'll be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, and <okay>. uh, <laughs> You you never sleep, so doesn't. <laughs> and the and Czech Republic five AM Eastern Time on, uh, on the 16th. Um, so yeah. Okay. So we had a chance to visit
1: with the two coaches from the NC or the NCAA. I'm going to say that over and over again. Well, you, only a- 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 you only do three, you a- only do three NCA N- a- shows. So I
2: could see, uh, um, well, we haven't done this show in two weeks. So I can right. see where your confusion <laughs> will
1: lie. The ACHA C- H- national championship game. Um, you watched it. I watched it. We all had thoughts. We did some interviews along the way. I thought it might've been the most competitive, national tournament that I've seen. I don't know about you, so let's start right there. Uh we don't have much time left, but let's go over that right away. Um how, how competitive was it and was it more competitive than your uh maybe have seen in the past?
2: I, I definitely think so. I mean, I look I think about the year before that when it was in St. Louis and I just have a reference of that because I was there in person and and uh it, and it was there was a there was a close games, but it seemed like there was a lot of games that were were blowouts, you know, a lot of big margin games. We didn't quite see as many of that this year. There was, you know, if we did have the course, we did have the the long overtime game uh, last year or the year before, you know, year before, and and so you had that. But yeah, I mean, it did seem like this year the the, the games were were more uh, close. And even if the games ended up being a, a blowout, it was close for a period. There was a couple of games this year in the tournament where it was close after two periods and then one team kind of got away from it and got away from the other and in, in the third period. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so it, it, it did seem like the games, uh, the, the games this year were a lot closer and I think that's just a testament again to how good the, the league is getting. And, and that's why we just even say just getting into the field it, you, you have a puncher's chance because, uh, you can, I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong. There's still the top tier and there's still the, 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 middle tier and stuff there. But, it's not as big of a of, of a range as maybe it once was where one through four, I mean, this year it did get one through eight, got, got to the final eight, but, but it, it, it was some moments where that wasn't down. You know, we had some scares early on, you know, in the, in the first game and there's some other moments too, where you thought maybe there was going to be some upsets that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought so. I thought definitely a lot more closer games this year.
1: Okay. So let's wrap it up by uh, telling us there's two schools that we know of that are uh, getting new coaches. Who are they, Stephen?
2: Yeah, well, we know, we know uh, Missouri state. I think we talked about that on the, the last time we did the great West college hockey podcast, the previous name of the show. Uh, I think uh, we, uh, Jeremy law and Cliff cook are both going to be leaving the Missouri state program. Of course, Jeremy law right now is, is over is in Romania. He's helping with uh, one of the teams there and team Canada, team Canada. That's right. Yep. And so he's helping with that, but yeah, they're both, are both leaving the program, so there'll be new coaches there at at Missouri State, uh, and then at Colorado. I found this out listening to uh, to the WCHL podcast. We'll, we'll give them a plug, I guess, uh, <laughs> this time. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, and they were talking about uh, Colorado uh, going to be uh, uh, Benny Taller There is is going to be leaving the program, and uh, I guess spend more time with his his family or whatever. So, or other things that he's got going on. So they'll be uh, looking for and working on getting a new. New coach there at uh, Colorado this year, so we'll we'll have some new new coaches that we know of. Those are the two that we know of, unless we might get well, some more that happen. But
1: and we'll catch up with everything during the summer. That's the time to uh, to sit and talk about uh, non ice things. So we'll do that. Hope everybody enjoyed the first edition, the first episode of the American Collegiate
2: Hockey Top Twenty. Take it away, my friend. Okay, give me. Give me a moment here to pull it up here. (laughs) Let's see. Okay. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty Universities, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long university of central Oklahoma first class experience and on and off the ice for more information go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com Jesse Ray's barbecue lunch catering dining in or out or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce we're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson UNLV hockey follow the skating rebels championship quest for schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. visit Arizona and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show off your game in style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top of elite education at sdsu.edu and SDSUhockey.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, that's search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show.
1: Very well done, my friend. It was brand new to you. You did a great job as always. Uh, our thanks to Minot State head coach Wyatt Wasilewicz and uh, the Adrian Bulldogs head coach Gary Estalas, who, by the way, is also the head coach uh, of Team USA, along with Frank D. 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 D- Cristofaro. And uh, Michael Rivera on that roster. So a lot of uh, familiar faces working for Team USA and a lot of players, too. We'll keep track of it for you. Join us again next Wednesday night. I will remind everybody tomorrow night is also the debut of the new The Pro Hockey West Report. You won't want to miss it. It's ACHA Pacific Division coverage. Steve and I will be with you again at 3.30 p.m.
2: AHL Pacific Division. What did I say? You said ACHA. Uh, I mean AHL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows what I meant. There's no Pacific <laughs> Division in the ACHA. <laughs> it's the AHL. And we'll be back tomorrow with that. So, good night, everybody.